It's Beer O'Clock and this is the Beer O'Clock Show where every week we partake in the finest selection of craft ales. My name's Mark and joining me, as always, my beer double, Steve. Hello, Steve. Hi, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing alright, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very good. Also joining us this week from a funny little place up north is the beer battered blogger himself, Connor Murphy. Hello, Connor. Evening. I'm honoured to be invited back. It's good to have you back for appearance number three. Yep, we're coming a regular fixture. Yeah, you're almost a regular now. <laughs> um, we've got a very interesting looking beer tonight. It is from Double. No, it's from Tickety Brew. The beer is called Double. It's a, it's a Belgian Double. Fancy that. 6.5% and we'll get to that in just a little while. Stevie, what have you been drinking lately, buddy? Oh, this week, um, trying to to think what what I've had, actually. I was lucky enough to be in Leeds when um, one of the bars in Leeds put on a keg of Jaipur X. So I I managed to get myself a third of that, um, which I was quite happy about. Sorry, mate? Was it good? Was it good? It was was good, yeah. It was um, literally like a hopped-up version of Jaipur, which I I guess you'd expect. probably slightly better on on keg because i had a bottle of it at the weekend as well and i didn't really enjoy the bottle so much um and following a brief uh twitter debate on friday night i've actually decided to that the one bottle that i've got left i'm actually going to age it for a while because i actually think it will turn into a very very good barley wine um with a little bit of age because i think it's got that sort of sweet syrupy edge to it that that would really come through Okay. So that that's my latest experiment is aging a bottle of Jaiporex. <laughs> or it'll turn undrinkable, one or the other. It, yeah, one of one of the two. <laughs> um but in in addition to that, the, the other beer that I wanted to mention this week was actually a homebrew. Um when oh, Andrew Hobbs has has been on one of our previous homebrew specials. I think in fact he was on uh, the last time we had Connor on uh, a homebrew special, um, I saw Andrew during the week, and he gave me a bottle of his American uh, American Parallel, which was absolutely stunning. It blew me away. Um, just the per- almost the perfect beer that, in my opinion, it had that big kind of piney, citrusy flavour to it, and a lovely sweet finish to it as well. Um, so, so well done, Mr. Hobstacle. That was a that was a very very good beer, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you ever so much for passing that on to me. Um, what about yourself, Mark? What have you been drinking? I have not had much at all, to be honest with you. Um, Letting the side down had... again. <laughs> Come <know>. on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this week will be different, but last week I had um, a Heresy by Bishop Nick, which was all right. And a landslide by Fine Ales, which was, you know, a decent brown ale, really. But other than that, not much. Connor, what about you, bud? Um, this week, of well, last week, I was um, working my way through several cans of Oscar Blues stuff. Um, I mean, people might know in the past that I had a bit of a pop at cans, so it might come as a surprise for a few. <laughs> Less a pop at cans, more a pop at the instant acceptance of them without questioning I think was my point at the time but but yeah I tried some of the Oscar Blue stuff and I really like them I mean from Dale's Pale to, um, to um, the Tickle Pink the, um, the stick kind of stays on and, and there's um, a couple of others as well but really good stuff um, and I also had a bottle of Rodenback Vintage the 2012 Vintage um, the other day which was sensational I, I, I love um, 
rode them back anyway, but this this just it's yeah, beautiful. Sat and nursed that over a Saturday night. So, sounds incredible, mate. Um, it's how how does that measure up to the normal road and back the the, the vintage? It was um, the, 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 the flavour of the cherry and kind of it was a real fruitiness came out. It was a kind of real real sharp and, and zingy fruitiness came out in it. it was, it's absolutely beautiful. So you, you get the complexity and you get the um, the kind of earthiness you get with um, with road and back and that kind of beautiful tart kind of mouth puckering sourness. But with um, yeah, lovely flavours of kind of strawberry, raspberry, um, and cherry. I was getting through, and it was it was just yeah, it was a real delight. Honestly, I recommend trying it. If anybody's um, not not had it yet, seek it out. Well worth it. And I take it the vintage is is that one that they bring out uh, an annual release of? Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, off the top of my head. I, I, yeah. Um, so this this one was a 2012. Okay. Cool. Stevie, do you have any news for us this week, mate? I think you have a few <laughs> items. Uh, uh, there's, there's loads of news this week, mate, so I'm going to have to to rattle through this. Um, give us the pips. Now, do you want me to give the pips, or do you want the guest to do the pips? Well, see, this is a thing, and this is just going to be dropped on Connor now, because we, we've decided that when we have guests, we, we need guest pips for the news. Um, so, so, Connor, you're going to be our, our guinea pig for this. Um, give us your best <laughs> pips, mate. How about that? Awesome <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. That's fantastic. <laughs> Great tips. Um, and we're going to have people lining up wanting to come on the show now just to do tips. Um, okay, so this this week's news, I'm going to start off with a double header of new beer releases. Um, Hawkshead Brewery, uh, which are a brewery a little bit further up than you, I think, Connor, aren't they? They're, they're, up, they're up north yeah, somewhere. Up in the lakes, right. yeah. Really good brewery. Yeah. Yeah, they've got uh, announced two new brews this week. Um, one called Hop Black, which is a dark and hoppy brew, part of their limited edition range, which I'm guessing is a black IPA from, from that statement. That should be available at the end of February online. And also just confirming that they're part of the Weatherspoons Beer Festival with a, a cask beer called Jester, which features only the Jester Hop, which is still a relatively new hop. Um, also, new beer news this week. Adnams have announced they are releasing a new beer to be part of their core range. Now, this is the first addition to Adnams core range for quite a while, and it's a stout. So they'll be releasing Blackshaw Stout this week at um, London Beer Week and at Craft Beer Rising. The stout is a dark, smooth stout brewed with Palau brown and roasted barley. Um, Fergus has created the stout as a canny alternative to other well-known Irish stouts, 4.2% ABV, and brimming with flavours of chocolate and coffee, as well as hints of licorice and dark fruits. So um, we'll give that a go when, when we visit Craft Beer Rising this week, and we'll let you know uh, what we thought of it next week. Um, next bit of news, uh, some double awards news. So um, last week was Camera's Winter Beer Festival, and the Elland 1872 Porter was named Camera's Champion Winter Beer of Britain. That's the second time in three years that beer has won that. It's a 6.5% porter that is creamy, full-flavoured, with licorice flavours, and a hint of chocolate from the roasted malt. Um, that now goes forward to the Great British Beer Festival in August to be judged for the champion beer of Britain. And then over the weekend, the International Brewing Awards 
um, announced their medal announcements. Now this uh, th this is pages and pages of beers that have won awards. I'm just going to try and whiz through it and focus on the the, the British um, and the UK breweries that that won awards. So Camden Town won um, for Lager 5.5 percent to 6.9 percent ABV with India Hell's Lager. Hook Newton Brewery um, won the Small Pack Owl competition, 2.9% to 4.4% ABV with Hooky. Um, Hobgoblin won an award, which I find quite strange. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I don't understand how Hobgoblin wins an award. Twiggiest um, beer. <laughs> yeah, the twiggiest, brownest, blackest beer you could possibly... <laughs> this, this was in the International Keg Owl competition. For class two, 4.5% to 6.9 ABV, won a gold medal. There was no silver and bronze, so we can only assume it was possibly the only beer <laughs> in that category. Um, well done. Keg Lager yeah, well done. Well done. Well done, Witchwood <laughs> Brewery. Um, Keg Lager competition, um, keeping with the Irish theme, Bulmers Island, Clonmel, 1650 Irish Lager, took a gold medal there. Um, another interesting one here. Lager 4.8% to 6.9%. Samuel Adams Boston Lager won, um, brewed by Shepherd Neek in Kent um, under contract. Um, and it goes on. So International Dark Beer Competition, 2.9% to 3.7%. Black Joseph Holt. Black by Joseph Holt. That's one from your neck of the woods, Connor. Is, is, is that one that you've, you've had the pleasure of trying before? Um, I've had Joey Holt's beers on yeah, many occasions. Um, do what they say on the tin. It's a small, okay. drinkable. You know, a good Friday session in the pub. You can you can put down plenty of Joey Holtz. Yeah, well, between two point nine and three point seven percent, I think you could probably have a good few of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and there's there's more as as well. Um, I, I you know what? Even I'm getting bored reading this. So God knows what people <laughs> must be listening to it. Must be thinking. Um, if you want to find the full results, just search the International Brewing Awards 2015 online and you'll find the, the whole results in there for you to read. Um, what else have I got to, to mention? Oh, it won't be the news about Brewdog. They've opened another bar um, in Spain this time. This is in Barcelona. Uh, they've now got 26 bars. Um, I imagine there'll be more announcements as the year continues. Um, what else is going on in the news? Just in case you don't enjoy listening to us once a week on, on the podcast and, and reading our Twitter feed on a daily basis, next week you're not going to be able to avoid us because we are all over Twitter. Um, we're hosting two events on, on Twitter next week. So um, on Tuesday the 24th of Feb, we'll be hosting the, the new Craft Beer Hour between 9pm and 10pm, and then on Wednesday the 25th in association with Owls by Mal, we're going to be hosting their Beery Bits, where Mark and I will be taking uh, the Twitter sphere through a tasting of Dark Star Breweries, Hophead, and Espresso Beers, so keep an eye out for those next week. Um, there'll be some more news about the Wee Beastie teasers that we've been um, putting on the Twitter feed as well coming next week, so keep an eye out for that. 
And then finally, just to say, again, keeping with our Irish theme for this season, check out the latest episode of the Irish Beer Snobs podcast. Um, Wayne and Janice released that last week um, with Janice uh, at the helm of that on this occasion rather than Wayne. It's a good (laughs) listen, so give that a try. Um, And also make sure you hang around to the end of tonight's show because we've got an interview with John Duffy, otherwise known on Twitter as The Beer Nut, uh, where John and I had quite possibly a drunken discussion as we were walking through Temple Bar in Dublin about the current Irish craft beer scene. So that's, that, that's worth a listen at the end. And so ends the news. <sighs> so this week we have a, a beer from the Tickety Brew Company. It is a traditional double, or Dubell, <laughs> um, which is 6.5% Belgian Dubell. Um... Yeah, it's got a lovely label on it. It's like a—is this what all tickety brew beers are like? Well, it looks like a cinema ticket wrapped around it. The yes, yeah, the one. That's yeah. They're, they're all they've all got that. It's good, great branding. Yeah, um, I think yeah. Um, I, as far as I know, it's a reference to the um, one of the, um, the the people that own it are a, are a couple, and um, the the guy his his um, he used to be an actor, um, as far as I know, and. It's a kind of nod to his his previous career in in acting, but it's yeah, it looks they look good, don't they? And it's coming out all on its own. Yeah, yeah, mine's just <laughs> completely covered the desk as as I've opened it. It's uh, it's a fairly lively bottle. Um, now trying to th- find things to mop it all up with. Sticky candy sugar everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that is a very Ooh. lively bottle. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. It's got a lot of fizz on <laughs> a lot of fizz on the nose as well. I feel Lovely. like I'm missing out here. Mine was mine was um, tame by comparison. Yeah. Look at yours; you got nice. barely any head on it at all, and that's Ooh. mine. <laughs> well, got... my, my head's all over the table. <laughs> Two and a half fingers on mine. So, Connor, what do you know about Tickety Brew other than one of them used to be an actor? <laughs> um, based in Staley Bridge in East Manchester, um, otherwise known to kind of people around this area as Staley Vegas, um, <laughs> because at one point I think um, the bright lights of Staley Bridge on a on a Friday and Saturday night out were compared to Las Vegas, yeah. right. <laughs> rightly rightly or wrongly. Um, but yeah, um, I think they've been going since I think it was 2013 they started, so not so still quite a young brewery. Um, Kind of got there before a lot of the the recent Manchester breweries have been opening, and do a quite a unique core range really. I mean, most people will, will do a core that consists of possibly a you know pale ale or a session pale or an IPA a stout. Um, Tickety Brew have a couple of them, but they also do the double. The um, their pale is slightly different in that the yeast is kind of because it's like Belgian character to it as well, so it's not your typical pale. Um, and then they have other things like a, a, a kind of rose um, wheat beer um, and a, a jasmine green tea um, light ale as well so something a little bit unique and they, I think they've, they've tried to kind of differentiate themselves in that way which is which is good it's to be um, applauded yeah indeed now I assume you've had this double before Connor. I have yeah yeah I've, I'm quite fortunate in, in that um, a supermarket near us um, sells Sells a ticket to a tickety brews beers and um, a lot of other good stuff as well. So I think it's one of those things when I'm doing my food shopping, I kind of tend to um, 
quickly pour some into the basket while um, my other half isn't looking. <laughs> what about you, Steve? Have you had this one before? I, I have had this before, um, and, and I really enjoyed it as as well, which was why I wanted to, to feature it on the show uh, as well, because it was, um, you know, my love for Belgian-y style beers <laughs> is, 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 a, is a well-known thing. Um, but this was one of those that really made me stop and think, wow, actually, this is a really good beer. Um, yeah. So I wanted to bring it to the masses. <laughs> Okay, well, let's get into it then, because it'll be no surprise to anyone that I've not had it before, so I'm quite looking forward to it. So, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that has a really um, nice, dark sweetness to it, doesn't it? Yeah. You get the the sweetness. It's almost like a brown sugar, sort of molasses-type sweetness on there. Um, You you pick up the carbonation that was, was so keen to get out of the bottle as well, that that comes across on, on the tongue and in the mouth as well. Mm, it's good, yeah. They, they, they use um, they use uh, Belgian candy sugar in it, so it's that's that's the kind of the sweetness, and it's um, yeah, it's, it's it's sweet, but it's quite drying as well. It's got it's got a, it's got a very drying finish, so it so it does kind of clean the palate nicely um, on the finish. And I do like that. It's, it's probably not typical um, Belgian double in that in that sense. It's it's, it's, it's got its own character. Mm-hmm. So it's probably why I liked it so much because it's not tri- t- typical of the style. It's not uh, a traditional double, um, but I, I just really enjoyed that sweetness. And it's not, an, as, as you say, it's not an overbearing sweetness. It's it's very well balanced, and and it works very well with all the other sort of dark fruit flavours that are in there as well. Yeah, you get enough of the Belgian to give it that kind of rounded floral, yeasty nose and taste to it but otherwise it's just a really sweet treacly malty beer yeah get a lot of um kind of do you remember those anise balls used to get in pick and mix mm-hmm. I, I say used to i, I mean you, you maybe you still do but so this, this is something to remember from my childhood anyway but um, I, that's what i get when i when i when i put my nose into it that's what i get instantly just those anise balls and um mixed with kind of i don't know whether you have sarsaparilla it's maybe maybe a very northern thing but it's um it, kind of like the temperance movement champion sarsaparilla, I think, didn't they? And it, was, it smells a little bit like that. It's that kind of licorice aniseed root, that rooty kind of um, aroma. Mm. It's got the, the, the nose on it's quite in, interesting because it gives you those sweet flavours. But at, at the same time, it gives you a little bit of what you get from a lambic or, or a sour in there as well. You just get a slight hint of that in the background. Yeah, I pick up I pick up cherry. I kind of got, I kind of like cherry tang, slight sourness from that. Yeah. But I don't I don't there's there's, there's, there's very little hint of that in the flavour. Well, to my to my palate anyway. But it's because it, you get the you get the rich malts to start with, the kind of um, toffee and um, and again licorice. But then it kind of dries out quite uh, relatively quickly, and you get the hops come through quite nicely. Then so you get get a real earthy, um, noble hop character and uh, a, quite a dry finish with a, just a little bit of sweetness lingering at the end. It's almost like, um, it, it's a little bit like drinking a, a really rich fruit cake. Um, yeah. That's, that's what I get from it. It's, you, you know, it's one of those ones, what are they? Like Genoa fruit cakes that have got like the cherries in them. 
um, they're they're really um, this this is what this is like for me. It's just almost like a liquid boozy version of a, 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 a slice of Genoa cake. Okay, probably the worst description <laughs> I've ever given on on this show. Actually, I, but I can see where you're coming from. There's that. There's, there is that. You know that kind of that real kind of treacly, treacly character with the fruits, with the cherry, with the raisin. Yeah, it's it, it definitely you definitely get that. But it's strangely drinkable for the style, isn't it? As well, I mean, sometimes I can sit and nurse these types of beers like really heavy, kind of. With you, especially when they use candy sugar, they sometimes sit too heavy on the palate. But it is it is very drinkable for the style. Yeah, it's, 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 it's quite light, isn't it? It's 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 a very light beer to drink, um, and and you could it, it is one of those that could easily you could easily give way to two or three of these um, yep. without even really beginning to to feel it. Yeah, I'm I'm almost finished mine. You know, Are you enjoying it then, mate? <laughs> just a bit <laughs> no it is really nice I, lo- I love because I, I quite I'm, I'm getting used to that Belgian yeastiness to beers and it's nice that you get a hint of that on here without it being too overbearing and that lovely treacly malt that I love getting from certain beers is sitting in amongst it as well I think this is introduction Belgian, Belgian yeast and that yeast character because, like you say, it's not too overpowering. You get, I kind of get pick up a little bit of bubblegum on the nose, which which you you often get with that yeast, and then um, and then a little bit of earthiness in the kind of flavour. But it's it's more the malt sings in this one rather than the rather than the yeast. So it is kind of a nice soft opening into <laughs> Belgian yeast. Yeah, it's a gateway beer. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how we've moved gateway beers up to six and a half percent now. Well, gateway in flavour profile rather than ABV. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Actually, I think it's it is a it's a good introductory to the style, and I think it's a it's been very well executed as as well by by Tickety Brew. Um, this is a, a very very enjoyable beer. Indeedy. Uh, so Connor, last time you were on the show, you were in your capacity as a home brewer, but do you also hmm. have a blog as well? I do. Um, well, I, I, yeah, I kind of do. I've not, I've not blogged in a while. Uh, yeah, beerbattered.co.uk, but um, I'm starting up again within the next week. So um, I've got, got quite a lot planned for this year. Um, the end of last year, I, I got married. Um, so that was kind of a, a black hole onto which everything in my life fell for it for a good period of time. Um, a lot of planning and um, yeah, obviously, but very enjoyable day, of course. But um, yeah, I'm, ba- I'm back on back on the scene now and um, yeah, <laughs> attacking the um, beer blogging with yet yeah, further once more. And what's your focus on, in your blog? Is it the Manchester scene? Um, well, following you mentioned it, I'm actually going. To, that's going to be more of my focus, I think. Um, well, part of what I'm going to be doing over the over the um, the kind of course of the next year, because I think I think previously I've maybe bitten off more than I could chew and tried to cover several different things at once. But um, I'm going to try and focus on pubs around Manchester for starters, and then um, a couple of other things involving um, beer and food, and um, just I'm going to rekindle the kind of supermarket um, ale trail which I started last year. 
Um, I was kind of doing a bit of research on that in my lunch hour today, so um, so you keep an eye out for those. Right, Connor, that's the second time you've mentioned it, and I've got to rise to it now. <laughs> Listen, and anybody that can walk into their local supermarket and pick up Thornbridge Halcyon and Raven, it just <laughs> destroys me to to see that coming up on a Twitter feed. It, it really does. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a nice perk. <laughs> yeah, us Northerners have it. The booths, booths to, to name the supermarket, are, are very good in that sense. I mean, they've they've had. Um, Beers made for them by Hawkshead. The, the Hawkshead made black IPA. Their own brand black IPA is on sale on sale as well still, and that's a really really nice black IPA. Um, and then yeah, just the, the range is, is great. It's, they've got they've got a whole range of Adnams, Roosters, um, the Thornbridge. They have um, Jaipur as well as um, and Wild Swan as well as um, the aforementioned. And yeah, it's just it's just nice to find a supermarket that seems to be dedicated to actually bringing you the best of beer rather than just settling for what people normally expect to find in a supermarket. Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen the, the, the booth stuff before, because they do, um, I think as you said, they, they, they contract some brewers every year, don't they, to, to brew them some, isn't it kind of uh, a month's worth of, of, of beers that they do on, on tastings as well on, on yeah. during the summer? I think they That's did last right. year, didn't they? They did, yeah. They had um, Lancaster brewed for them last year. They did a lemon lemongrass, um, was it lemongrass golden ale, I think. Um, and Tatton Brewery did a summer ale for them as well. Um, and then, of course, the Hawk said Black IPA. So, so it's nice to see them working with. They, and they, I think, they try to forge kind of long-lasting relationships with these suppliers. Um, and that's, it's, it's, yeah, it's good to see them working closely with them rather than, rather than just buying off them and, and, and kind of shoving it onto the shelves. They actually. Kind of giving them a, a platform to work from and, and showcasing their talents. And what's the um what what's the brewing scene like in Manchester at the moment? Obviously, we've got we've got Twickety Brew and we've, we've featured Marble in, in in the past as well. Are there, are there a number of sort of up and coming breweries at the moment and, and and ones that we should be looking out for? Yeah, it's it's we, we've taken our time. I think we think it's fair to say Manchester. We like to do things at our own pace. So. Um, Kind of, I don't know whether that's kind of like fashionably late to the party, but um, given it's been exploding in London for what three years now, is it? And you get kind of breweries on every corner. Um, we're, we're, we're picking up here now, and there's, there's, there's a real kind of glut of brewery openings. Um, Runaway have been one that have, been, have impressed me particularly over the last um, six months. They do a, a kind of solid core range, um, a, a pale ale, an IPA, um, American style brown, um, and they're really, they're all really good. I've been impressed by what they've they've brought to the party. Um, Cholton Brewing Co. have just recently opened up, doing um, sours, and and what what I've had from them so far has been excellent. The calibration sour is really really good. Um, it's, it's what I think I mentioned to somebody. It was it was it's, it's what I kind of call almost a session sour. It's, you know, if 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 you're not if you're not keen on sours, it might be it might be kind of again to mention that term gateway beer, because you can you can neck this stuff. It's really really good. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, 2015 <laughs> is going to be the year of the session sour. But drink responsibly, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you've got Cloudwater as well, who's kind of been um, there's, there's a big um, buzz around their opening um, because of the because of the kind of the talented guys they've got involved. Um, James Campbell used to be through at Marble, and um, Will France, who used to be um, involved at Summer Wine. So, and and uh, Al. Al Wall, who who 
um, worked at Port Street for a long time and is an, is an excellent home brewer. So it's going to be it's exciting to see what they've got in the works. Sounds like quite a lively scene up there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really it's really picked up. It's it's because uh, you've always had the the bars and um, Port Street being the kind of almost the centre of the beer universe over there, and it's it, it, they've kind of created this um, explosion, which is kind of waves have, have, have moved out across the city, and more and more people are doing great beer now. But um, yeah, it's taken until now for the, the kind of breweries to really start opening up. For for a while, it was Marbles kind of preserve, and then you had kind of Blackjack as well doing some great stuff, but. But now a lot of people are going around that. We might we might even have our own Bermondsey beer mile kind of equivalent. <laughs> st st stag dudes wandering around breweries. It'd be, it'd be great. <laughs> well, we've already got the great age of them all to showcase the, the, all the beers on, haven't you, in the Indie Man Festival. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know yourself um, how good that is. It was. It's, it's just. It's. It, it, by far and away, my my favourite beer festival. Just just because the. The feel of it, the atmosphere, the, um, the sense of kind of camaraderie and, and goodwill among among everybody there, and and the mixture of kind of good events that they do as well, and, and talks and showcases as well as the um, the beers themselves. It's, it's yeah, it's a great weekend of beer. Going to be seeing you down there, Mark, this year. Not this year, no. Maybe next year. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there, mate. Don't worry. Good man. Right. Are there any final remarks on this double from Tickety Brew? Um, it's um. Go on, Connor. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. No, I, I wasn't going to say anything of any consequence. So I'm just going to say, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I think I've covered off everything I think about it. So. Yeah. The stage is yours. <laughs> it, it's just um. It is an it's it's an enjoyable beer. It's 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 a good introduction to the style. It's very sweet. You get but but not cleanly so. Um, it's very well balanced. You get incredible fruit flavours coming through it, um, and it's it's got a re really easy finish to it as well. So it's certainly one that, that I'd say if you see it on the shelf or or you see it on an online store, pick it up and give it a go because it's it's well worth a try. Yeah, I think I think mm. it will appeal to a lot of people. I mean. Personally, I, I, I probably find it a little bit too light in the finish, but it, 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 it's interesting. It's an interesting take on it, and it's nice to see. It's, it's a style that's not done enough, I don't think, and it's nice to see somebody kind of taking up that mantle and, and giving it a go. Yeah, it's nice seeing someone tackling a double and making it very accessible as well. Hmm. Right, okay. Steve, do we have an Instagram of the week, mate? Um, we, we do, yes, um, and uh, for the second week in a row, Guzzler72 um, takes the prize. Uh, an, another uh, black and white effort this week that, that really stood out on the, on the feed uh, of Mission Shipwrecked Double IPA, which is a beer that a lot of people seem to have been drinking recently in bottles or massive cans that um, seem to be available. Um, but yeah, congratulations at Guzzler72. You, you you've got the double there. Oh, look at that. And we're drinking a double. It's almost, almost seamless there. It's almost like I planned that. Um, and what do we have lined up for next week, Stevie? Next week, we are going back to Ireland. 
Um, we are featuring Bow Bristle Breweries Amber, and we have Irish guests coming on to co-host with us again, but slightly different ones this time. So Janice is coming back at Mrs. Beer Snob, um, and she's bringing with her Sarah Finney from Five Minutes of Finney video blog um, to review um, the beer with us and talk about the I continue the, the discussions about the Irish beer scene that we're featuring this season. So looking forward to that one next week. Yeah, indeed. And don't forget to wait round after the tinkly tinkly music from this episode for Steve's chat with John Duffy, a.k.a. The Beer Nut, all about the Irish craft scene. Now, Connor, where can people find you, buddy? Um, on Twitter, at Like the Murphys, um, which is a reference to the old Murphys Irish style adverts, if you've ever seen them. I don't know. <laughs> if you haven't, go, go, um, well, put, put them in YouTube. They're, they're, they're quite good fun. Um, or... Uh, beerbattered.co.uk Cool. Right, the Beer O'Clock Show is proud to be supported by Ales by Mail, your premier destination for bottled real ales delivered directly to your door. Visit alesbymail.co.uk and use the code BOCS10 for a 10% discount. Stevie, until next week, mate. It's been the highlight of my week. <laughs> and mine. Connor, thanks for joining us yet again. Hopefully Cheers, it won't Connor. be too long before you have you again. Thanks for having me. Right, until next week, guys. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, so we're walking through the streets of Dublin and I'm with John from thebeernut.com. Thebeernut.blogspot.com. Okay, and you can also be found on Twitter at... Thebeernut. Okay, John, tell us, um, tell us about the Irish beer scene at the moment. What's going on right now? The Irish beer scene is very interesting at the moment. There's a lot of new breweries coming along, so it's kind of very exciting, but also a little bit scary. There's a lot of people on the market who don't quite know what they're doing, and sometimes that's good for the drinker, and sometimes that's not so good for the drinker. So we're getting a lot of interesting flavours, some of them deliberate, some of them not so deliberate, and you need to pick carefully, um, pick randomly, Go to the right pubs, but it's a, it's a very exciting and interesting time to be drinking. Okay, so you talk about the right pubs. We've done a fair few today as we've been walking around Dublin. Yep. Um, give us your, your, your top three picks that people should be visiting if, if they come to Dublin. Oh, top three. Well, I would definitely say go to one of the Porterhouse pubs. It doesn't matter which one, whether it's Central or Temple Bar. I would definitely say go to the Norsemen. Um, they have generally the, the best selection of Irish craft beer in the city centre. Um, and I'll throw in there JW Sweetman's because they have a brewery on site. They serve beers that you don't get anywhere else, um, and they're generally very good quality. So, yeah, okay, and, and and tell us about some of the Irish breweries at the moment. What 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 are the breweries that are producing some of the beer that you simply have to try? <laughs> well, one of the, the the number one one that you absolutely have to try whenever it's on tap is White Hag. All of their stuff is very very good, very interesting, very exciting, very well made. They have an American brewer. Um, and it's excellent for local beers the likes of Trouble Brewing and the likes of the Porterhouse uh, definitely recommended very very solid beers and the occasional absolute gold okay and um, 
In, in terms of the beer that people are consuming here these days, are you seeing a shift more towards, I'm hesitant to use the craft word, but are you seeing more of a shift towards good micro-produced beer? We're certainly seeing a lot more of it. Uh, whether it's a shift or not, I'm not entirely sure. Um, there is still an awful lot of Guinness drinkers. As we walk through the middle of Temple Bar, there is still an awful lot of Guinness drinkers walking through here with us. So, um, But there's definitely a lot more uh, independent breweries coming out, independent beers, interesting styles and new stuff and novelty all the time. It seems to be every month there's at least one new brewery coming out at the moment. Um, so that somebody's drinking that stuff, somebody has to be. So I think we're, uh, we're definitely seeing a change in the way things are working. And, and why do you think people are switching to good beer right now? Well, I think it's part of a larger uh, movement in, in the world uh, regarding food and drink. People are seeking more of a backstory to, their, to what they're consuming. They're seeking provenance. They're looking for personalities. They're looking for stories. And Irish craft beer provides that wonderfully. Um, and that and the diversity of flavours that they're getting from it as well, it always helps. Okay, John, I really appreciate your time tonight. Um, just remind us where we can find you. I'm at the beer nut on Twitter. I'm thebeernut.blogspot.com on the uh, internet. Okay, brilliant. Let's, let's go and enjoy another beer then. We're going to head into the, the, the Norseman now and, and try the beers that are on offer in here. Let's do that, Steve. Good to talk to you. Thank you.